the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Wound seam with a lower height. Somehow the batters figured this out. 40% of the home runs were attributed to their efforts to hit more fly balls. In a corrective reminiscent of football's deflate gate, the scientists are suggesting humidors for consistency at all major league ballparks. George Bonzani reporting. Speaking of home runs, today is the final day to bid for the bat that Babe Ruth used to hit his 500th home run back in 1929. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. This is a paid program and is provided for informational purposes only. This station is not responsible for the problems that Mark may cause for the following. Wife's mother's daughter's ex-wives, grandmother's great-grandmother's, stepmother's daughter's, and in-laws. If you find yourself agreeing with everything Mark says, please seek professional help. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Let me turn off all the speakers and do what I'm supposed to be doing, right? You know, I always wait to the last minute. Distraction. Yeah, just <laughs> no kidding. All righty. Four minutes after the hour of, of, of 10 o'clock, I'm here with Nate from Strictly Diesel. He's on the east side of I-17, yep. north of Pinnacle Peak Road. The name of his store is Strictly Diesel, and he does diesel, but he also does gas and, and other stuff. For the guys that own the diesels, he also works on their wives' cars. That's right. Because typically wives... The only the only diesel the wife might drive is like a Mercedes or something like sure, that. Sure. They're not likely to drive, um, especially an old, um, what's that old Chevrolet diesel that came out? 6.2? Um, yeah, 6.2. Six, yeah. six, and then there was one before that. Wasn't there an Oldsmobile 5.9 or something? Something like that, V8. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Those were miserable failures. They were. Yeah. <laughs> it's... You can't say, I made a lot of money on those because nobody made money fixing those. No. Because there's no service manuals for them, and you had to find the problem, and oftentimes you got to bill for half an hour when it was really a four-hour job. Exactly. But you couldn't bill four hours because it would just show how dumb you were with those cars. Right, right. All righty, 602-508-0960. If you have a car question or a car problem, you're welcome to call us, 602-508-0960. Got a couple of things till we get callers. This is from Jim, Jim C. I'm not going to give you his last name. I, Mark and Renee, I enjoy your radio show, and I'm happy to contribute to your Secret Santa Club. The Secret Santa Club is we run that, and what we do is um, a bunch of people donate, and then we usually go find, like I think this year they're going to do rest homes again. So they've gone to a bunch of rest homes, and we find elderly people with no families. 
Oh, wow. Then we buy them clothes and slippers and pants and sweatpants, and, and we buy them shavers. And we were at Walmart the other day. We we bought, with other people's money, cause, but Mark and Renee chip in. Sure. We, we bought three baskets for $729, and we got into the self-serve lane. Everybody else <laughs> left. <laughs> but we were only going to use one. Sure. But it was funny because my wife and I was looking, and I go, I didn't see you pick up this um, this cologne. And she says, yeah, well, the guys love it. So let me ask you a question. What's the name of the cologne the old guys like? Stetson? No. No. You were close. I was close. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, Aqua Velva. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> and Brute. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. And then on the ladies, we typically have their fingernails and toenails done once or twice. We have their hair done. But we give them coupons for that. Nice. And we've already paid that in advance. But... We just matched the highest bid, um, the highest offer, and Larry Harker's is always the highest offer just to drive me crazy, <laughs> but at least nice. the two of us. But that's what he's talking about, and he gave um, a nice donation anyway. That's he cool. pumped, uh, Jim goes on to say he, he pumped uh, gas in the uh, old days, and uh, and the mechanics took him under their wings and taught, taught him a lot. He's also been blessed with good health, and so this is kind of a, payback with respect to him sure. and he says that he always he also enjoys the banter between renee and i but i'm 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 telling you right now that there's been uh, a couple of people that um have chimed in with that and and i'm i'm gonna have to deal with that nate renee's got her fan club she's got her own fan club yeah that's and something. yeah <laughs> and I, I was looking for that that other piece of paper but he he sa- basically said what is it that why isn't renee there oh here it is mark last week you mentioned your wife doesn't want to be in your show anymore well, she was mad at me that morning. <laughs> I was wondering why she hasn't been on lately. Anyway, I like when she's on. I enjoy the show, but I think she, and I think she makes the show more entertaining. Maybe you could pay her to be on, or she'd put up with some of the things you do that she doesn't like. And I said, well, it's it isn't that she doesn't want to. It's she'd rather be hunting down garage sales or be with the grandkids at their sports or their games. But she already misses me, but I'm holding on until she begs me before I let her come back. <laughs> and so she didn't get to see, send that email. Usually she'll send them. I'll write right. them, but she'll send right. them. But that wasn't something she got to do. 602-508-0960. you got a car question, a diesel question. Um, if you've got a parts question um, with respect to which uh, cold air kit should I put on my diesel, Sure, you can probably talk about both of them. Yeah. And uh, and most any kind of car question, any kind of diesel question, we uh, we can give you good advice. We won't send you astray, and we won't thump our chests, and we won't tell you something that butters our bread. We're looking out after your best interest. So yes. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Action Auto. This pleases me because when I refer people to a shop or they go on our website and find a shop, and then I get a note back. Every once in a while, I get a bad note, but 99 out of 100. Mark, I took your advice and visited Action Auto today. He's up by you. Yeah. Deer Valley on I-17. I had a suspension problem with my Mazda. Uh, Nick was the first person I interacted with at the front desk. They evaluated my squeaky right front suspension. They test drove the car, put my car on a rack. 
he said he had that I had a squeaking rubber bushing and that was the culture but nothing was wrong with the part and I had nothing to be concerned about all of this and they charged me nothing for the diagnosis and analysis I'm extremely pleased and know where I want to take my vehicles for future service we get that a lot I get lots of nice letters but I get the I took my car in and they say I need all my bushings and I need this and I, I need that not too long ago one of my old timers had a car in there that they had a noise a suspension noise on a bounce right and so he said, I'm, I'm going to run to the store. And he comes back with some dishwashing liquid. And then he, he puts it into a spray bottle, but he dilutes it with a little bit of water. And then he sprays all over this bushing. And then he drops the car on the ground and he bounces it a couple times. He lifts it back up. He does that two or three times. And it goes away. Wow. And he says the, the dishwashing liquid has a lubricant. And he says, and it doesn't hurt the bearings or the bushings, it doesn't cause them to collapse or soften or anything. And um, I think he charged them a $12 or $15 hoist fee. <laughs> and it, it's, that's, I think, I think we're saying something to the customer when we do that. Sure. I think we're telling them that er- we, er- we like them. And, earning their trust. Yeah. Er, thank you. Yeah. That's good. So anyway, that was, um, he didn't leave his name, but I like it that he was pretty good about Very that. Very nice. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. You got a car question? Now's the time to call in. We get kind of busy the second hour, and typically the second hour from a quarter after all the way till the top of the hour, we're swamped. Yeah. So now's the time to get in. Okay. There's um, there's guys in the public arena, and I was listening to one of their radio shows the other day, and uh, they said that they put synthetic oil in your car, and they bring you back in five thousand miles. And um, then uh, we get a chance to look your car over to make sure it's okay. You're rolling your eyes. Not really. Okay. All right. Um, And we make sure your car, during the oil change, we make sure your car is lubed. Okay. Well, synthetic oil, depending on the application, goes between 10 and 12,000 miles. And synthetic oil change in a passenger car could be two or three times a regular oil change. He's shaking his head, folks. you got to say, yeah. They can't see you shaking your head. Can't see me. So I don't know why we'd put synthetic oil in your car and then call you in or put your sticker at 5,000 miles. I would much rather just sell you conventional oil for that twenty nine ninety five oil change and bring you in every three or four or 5,000 miles. I don't understand why we're selling you the synthetic on the front side and bringing you in early. I think that's kind of self-serving because I'm clipping you both ways. I'm getting the extra money on the synthetic, but I'm going to get to see you. And in the old days, we called it a reoccurring sales opportunity. Reoccurring sales opportunity. And so what is that? RSO? Yeah. <laughs> and it was a code. Yeah. So I don't know. I just didn't like that. I didn't like the idea that it was being presented as a positive when, to me, it wasn't a positive, not at least what I, I feel like. And then they talk about how many times your car should be in your, in the repair shop a year. That depends on how you take care of it, I would say. And what yeah. what goes wrong. What goes wrong. And how, how many miles. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. How many miles a year you drive. Exactly. Um, what causes, here's a question. What causes an alternator to fail prematurely? Bad battery, usually. Okay. Or a bad ground or something leading to the alternator overworking. But typically, 
Um, see if you agree with me, and you're welcome not to agree with me. If we have a, an alternator uh, battery go bad, or if we have a bad ground, typically the battery's just dead, and we got to go fix those things. How many cooked batteries do you see on an annual basis? Not very many. Me too. Yeah. One, yeah. when the regulator on the alternator goes bad and it cooks the battery. Sure. But the question is, is what causes an alternator to fail prematurely? Really, nothing. Define, it, define prematurely. Earlier than whatever. <laughs> yeah. The idea is, is even if the belt was slipping and we created a tremendous heat with the belt, that wouldn't cause the alternator to fail. I think the alternator fails when it's time to go to heaven, when it's time to go to alternator heaven. Yeah. And I would think most alternators are going to fail somewhere in the 75,000-mile range, give or take 25,000. Give or take, you bet. And there's no reason to put on an alternator because you think it's going to fail. So if I said to all my customers, you need to replace your alternator because they typically fail at 50,000 miles, how would you think that would work? It wouldn't go over very well. Well, well, it wouldn't go over with you and me, Yeah. but there would be certain customers that would feel a comfort in replacing their alternator. Sure, sure. And um, and then why choosing an auto repair shop to call home that could save you from needing your car to be towed? So it must be some kind of a towing arrangement or something, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Nevertheless, all right, we've got a caller. Who that? Who who might that be, Gil? That would be Bill. Bill, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing today? You know, Nate and I are doing good. Neither one of us is wearing handcuffs, and our wives aren't here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a beautiful rum and coffee morning. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I have a uh, 2011 uh, Ram 1500 5.7 liter. Okay. And I uh, am getting ready to start being a delivery man with it, like runs to Tucson and stuff like that. Okay. And I had a guy that was a, in quotes, uh, was the equipment manager for Buckeye. Uh-huh. And he did a tune-up, and I don't think he did a tune-up. You know, I think he said he did a tune-up, but didn't do the tune-up. Uh-huh. Um, my mileage has gone from 17 hauling a trailer to, like, 14. And um, I was wondering, when I used to drive over the road for, for Swift, they had um, different chipsets that they would put in the diesels um, to create more torque or more power or better fuel economy <clears throat> in the computer for the 1500 the ram uh is there such a thing in the in the computer uh that you can use to uh economize i'm not looking for power i'm looking for economy is there okay. something i can do for that i don't know that there's anything most of the performance enhancements nate i think are really to make <clears throat> them go faster You're i mean gonna... gas and diesel yeah well Yes, especially you're going to have to run premium fuel and towing. I wouldn't necessarily say you're going to get better mileage out of it yeah. by any means. So I have something that's much cheaper. If you're interested, Bill, what's that? Um, you take a raw egg and tape it to the throttle pedal, and um, <laughs> you drive it. Oh, and then if you're a chicken about that, get a hard-boiled egg yeah. and tape it to the throttle, and I guarantee you, you'll get 25% better fuel economy. But I want to comment about the guy in the tune-up. The easiest way to find out is look at the repair order, see what he did, and pull one spark plug. Because yeah. if he didn't put plugs in it, you can tell that in a heartbeat. Then you can pull a couple more. Number yeah. two, the weather change. When we change seasons, we're going to lose fuel economy, and we just went 
from fall to winter to some extent. And we have more moisture in the air, and the, it's colder. Any other ideas? No, I agree. Okay. So I, I don't know that it's fair to say he did a tune-up and I lost fuel economy because if you're in that time frame between fall and winter or beginning of fall to winter, then that we, we are going to lose some fuel economy because of the humidity and because of the cham- temperature change. When it's colder, we're going to use more fuel. That's why they call them cold air kits. You never know, too, what crap they're giving us at the gas station. So. You're, you're right. You're right about that. Anyway, yeah. good luck to you, Bill, and thank you for calling. Anybody else? We have five lines open, 602-508-0960. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Have you bought or sold a house recently? Well, you probably noticed a lot of changes in the real estate market over the last few years. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. From new industry regulations to down payment assistance programs, price increases and decreases, the real estate market is always fluid, and we are here each week to keep you truthfully informed and on top of your real estate game. So tune in each week to Arizona Real Estate Matters to hear what moves and shakes the Arizona real estate market today. That's every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot, uh, hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I, I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. It's after the hour of 10 o'clock. The name of this show is Under the Hood. I'm Mark Salem, and Nate from Strictly Diesel is sitting next to me. So if you have a gas or diesel car question, or if you just want to ask general questions, we're both going to chime in, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Robert's on the line, and I'll be with you in just a half second, Robert. Blackwell Automotive is at 40th Street, and... Uh, what is it, dear? Uh, uh, Greenway. Greenway, <laughs> yes, Greenway. And Tom's a good guy. He has a great shop. He's been around 20 years or more, and that's kind of important to all of us. So if you live in that northeast Scottsdale area, 
So we're talking from the 51 to the 101 and even east of that and either north of the of the 101. Then if you call me and ask me what shop should I take my car to, I would suggest that you try Blackwell Automotive on 40th Street and Greenway, just north of Greenway on the west side of the road. That's Blackwell Automotive. Robert, how can we help you? Oh, good morning, Mark. I appreciate your show a lot. Thank you. Um, I've got a question that I think is inside your corral, but a little bit um, peripheral, and okay. that is about buying a used car. Um, okay. I've been I've been looking for a particular car on you know Craigslist and Auto Trader and Car Gurus and all the rest. Um, and what I'm finding is I'll see a car that looks great; it's right in my ballpark, but the price is twenty, thirty percent less than I would expect. And I read through the listing, and it says um, front bumper was scratched. Replaced the plastic cover. Salvage title. That's that doesn't sound right to me. Those two. What, don't what match. are the dangers of a salvage title? What's the impact of it? I'll tell you real quick. Very few insurance companies will cover a salvage title car. Oh, okay. Let well, me explain. Important. I wrecked my truck, and it's worth fifteen thousand bucks. And the repairs twelve thousand. So the insurance company says we're not going to do that. So they just trash the truck. It goes to an auction and has a salvage title. Otherwise, it's the insurance company has designated this not roadworthy. Somebody buys it at the auction. They take it home in their backyard and they put it together. Now, we have so many safety devices in our trucks. Absolutely. Airbags, how the windshield pops out, not in. How the roof collapses, the seat backs. All of that. Agreed? Agreed. Even the bumpers have sensors. And exactly. Yep. yep. And they also have five-mile-an-hour uh, shock absorbers on the front and the rear. So there's no guarantee that any of those have been put back correctly. So the insurance companies want nothing to do with them. Now, unless this car was a 1965 Buick and the, the front bumper and bumper cover exceeded the value of the car. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. You... You know, the thing I, I would give you is two things. Number one, Carfa- get yourself a membership to Carfax, and Carfax every used car that you look at. Number two, right. familiarize yourself with KBB.com, Kelly Blue Book, and right. go in there and put it in and determine, you know, wholesale, uh, trade-in, uh, street value, on right. and on and on, all the different levels. Yep. And then, I I don't know, what do you have an idea of, Native, what you charge for what we call a used car checkover? 150 for that, yeah. And everybody I know yeah. is between 100 and 150. Yep. Everybody is. Yep. Yours is a little bit different because you're probably doing a lot of diesel stuff, yep. big Absolutely. trucks and diesel stuff. Yep. So there's guys out there from 75 to $150, but that's money. And we that's, didn't yeah, want that, too long. That's negligible when you're yeah. taking the risk. Not um, too long ago, we did one, and we found $500 worth of work. The lady took it back to the dealer. She negotiated a slightly better price. They fixed all of our work. And she said it was the best $100 she'd ever spent. Yeah. I was going to say, that that's the best investment she ever made. Yeah. Um, so, go ahead. Okay, well, um, so if I if I see something, I guess my first issue with them would be bumper cover, salvage title, come on. Right. Um, right. You know, that sounds like head-on collision material, not not scratching the bumper cover. Yep. Um and is that something that a used car checkover, if I if I took the car in to one of your shops and said, owner says, had to replace the bumper cover, 
is that something you could kind of focus in on a little bit and and, and say, oh no, it was more than that, or oh. look at it and say, mm, that sounds like about right. Um, what um, uh, Nate? What percentage of the time are your guys going to pick that up on a used car checkover? Very small percentage. If they're told about it, I know uh, we're going to miss uh, a small percentage. We're going to miss small percentage. Yes, but if we're it's, nobody men, but yeah, yeah. If the front right. rails on the car are all bent and hammered out, then the front bumper means nothing. Yeah, the front bumper been replaced in the cover, but the frame rails behind it. Well, we, had one in, we had one in the other day that literally had a water line um, about 12 inches above the floor underneath the dash. So it was a flood car, yeah, and it had a salvage title. Yeah. So uh, you're not going to win with the salvage title, but you better make sure your insurance company will cover that because buying one and finding out your insurance company won't cover it would probably make you mad. Mm, okay. Yeah, good advice. I'm I'm really wary of them, but you know, you, some of these cars are just such huge bargains. That, I guess that immediately makes me suspicious, but yeah. I think yeah. one, of, one or two of them might be worth checking out. Well, there is a market for the salvage. The guys that have salvage yards buy the salvage cars because some portion of the car is still good. The interior, sure. the front suspension because it was hit in the back. Perhaps, I'm not a fan of used airbags, but airbags. Um, doors, windows, quarter panels, fenders. All that stuff is available, yep. and they don't care. But um, my advice to you would, I'd stick pretty close to Auto Trader, and, um, and I'd, I'd be in there. If I were you, that's where I'd buy a used car, was, would be an Auto Trader. And under the best of condition, you'd find That's where I bought car. my last one from a private party, and it's been a great car. Yeah, you find an old guy, and he's got a three-ring notebook, and he has every receipt he <laughs> I mean, <laughs> That's kind of what I got. There wasn't <laughs> a mark on the car, and it was four years old. And it was exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. Every time he wiped a bug off the windshield, he's documented that. He's got all of his gasoline receipts, and he's yeah. he's plugged in there between trade-in and private party. Yeah, there's and, your there's your 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 dream seller right yes. there. Yes. Yep. 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 And don't be afraid to make stupid offers and say, "Hey, um, this will probably be good for the next two days, and I'll probably find something I like." But you know, I know you want uh, thirty-one hundred, and I'm going to offer you twenty-eight fifty, and just let me know. But we've got like the clock ticking here for two days, and yep. I've had yep. pretty good luck with that. Anyway, got to run, but thank you very much thank for you. calling, thank Robert. You. Thank, thank you. you. 602-508-0960. We're going to be taking a break in about a minute. We'll be in the break for two or three minutes, and then we'll take your call. 602-308-0960. You know how close I come to giving my cell phone? Yeah, almost. <laughs> All the time. Almost. Last time, too. Yeah, 602-508-0960. Nate from Strictly Diesel. My name's Mark, and we're here every Saturday um, from 10 to 12 talking about cars. And my email is mark at marksalem.com, and I, I'll answer that personally, mark at marksalem.com. So when we come back, we're going to talk about some other stuff, and we're going to talk about um, what you can do to make your car last a little longer that most people don't do so that kind of narrows the list down narrows the list yeah. yeah but we'll talk about that just in case you and your husband argue about that at the dinner table last night <laughs> nevertheless 602-508-0960 my name is mark salem nate is sitting next to me from strictly diesel 
Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Homeowners, do you regret buying one of those so-called alternative water treatment systems? Were you duped by an infomercial? Were you told it would get rid of hard water deposits on fixtures, shower glass, and dishes? You found out the hard way. The claims are false. They don't work. I've got good news. You can get a trade-in credit for the brand that actually does work, Kinetico Quality Water, a system that's truly certified to eliminate hardness, scale, and scum. Kinetico's been around since 1970, and there's true science behind their patented technology. They have an A-plus BBB rating, zero complaints with the ROC, and are members of the Arizona's Water Quality Association. Plus, it removes chlorine and other chemicals, so you're not showering or drinking the chlorine that the city adds to the water for disinfection. Switch from a scam to something that really works. Visit KineticoAZ.com or call 602-904-5800 for a free phone quote and more information on their trade-in allowance. Maricopa Water is the exclusive authorized independent Connecticut dealer for Phoenix and Tucson. Hi there. I'm here for my flu shot, and I heard there's an option for people 65 and older. There is, but you actually have to be 65. Very flattering. Thanks. I'm Judith Light. You know who I am, right? I just turned 65, and I know your immune system gets weaker with age, and I don't want to miss a day of work or risk spreading the flu to other people. I don't think we've met before, but what I do know is you can't be 65. Okay. What if I said I only have one life to live and I need protection against the flu? Nope. No? How about who's the boss of my health? I am. Huh. Flu season is here, and people 65 and older need to ask about the vaccine made specifically for their age. Flu vaccination is especially important for people with chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease, which can worsen with the flu. I'm so sorry about that. I thought you were like 35. Don't apologize. Visit the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org flu to learn more and talk to your doctor about vaccine options for people 65 and older. Welcome back, everybody. 33 minutes after the hour of the 10 o'clock. Mark Salem with Nate from Strictly Diesel. Nate's on the east side, west side, east side. East, east side. Oh, God almighty. I, you east know, side. I've got so many pieces. You can tell him. Mark has like, I don't know, five, ten pieces of paper. He does. His desk is littered with paper right now. Yeah. Yes. And I'm trying to keep it all separately. <laughs> but anyway, Nate has Strictly Diesel, and we consult with him as well. Another important thing is is I tell you about different facilities that I, I, I say to you, I have blessed them, whatever that means. But I, I practice what I preach. My staff wiped the left rear fender off my truck the other day. And I were in South Tempe, and I took it to Phoenix Body Works, which was, what, um, 19th Avenue in Deer Valley. Yep. And then we picked it up there. 
the reason I took it up there because I knew he'd do a good job. Yep. And he also told me the bedside doesn't bolt on, it welds on, and there's no way I'm letting my guys with a stick welder get close <laughs> to my truck. And they did. my wife said they did such a seamless job, you can't see where they attached the bed to the fender. She says, in addition to that, they detailed your truck, and it's never looked that good since you owned it, since you bought it. Because wow. I haul the dogs and horses. Sure. And in the back seat of the truck, there's saddles with hair all over them. So she gets mad at me. She gets into the car not too long ago. You know the plastic bags that you get for your dry cleaning? Uh-huh. She had one over her head. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know, get out of my truck. You know, and I'm not going to like you. Uh, real quick before I get to Hector and Jim. Automatic Transmission Exchange, Phil specifically, has been in the transmission building transmission repair business since 1968 his staff and this is phil's staff who's been there since fred flintstone started building cars they're experts in diagnostic repairs and replacement in that order he says people assume that as soon as their transmission starts acting up they need a new one he says only 20 percent of the time we can't fix the problem without rebuilding the transmission so you have an 80% chance of having it fixed. So anyway, 40th Street in Washington on the north side of the road, if you drive down that road, you'll know real quick that uh, you've driven by that time, that shop a lot. Let's go to the phones. Hector, you're first. Yes, Mr. Salem. Um, I have an 07 Honda Pilot, and I was about to clean out the throttle bodies with the carburetor, or the, yeah, the carburetor spray, but... Um, I've only done cable-driven carburetors, and I was told the electrical ones, you have to do them completely different because of all the sensors and stuff. wondered if you had any insight on that. What do you think? Pull the intake tube off, spray it as it's idling. Yeah. It's probably going to stall several you know, times. I wonder it... I know the motor drives the throttle blades, Yes, but I wonder if there's ever a neutral in there. I don't know the answer to this question, to be honest with you, but let me explain what I do know. There is a small gap all the way around the throttle blades where we should have air, okay? So air goes past this gap all the way around the throttle blades. Now, I want you to picture that you're standing on the driver's fender and the throttle blade is 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Are you with me? Yeah. Okay, when the throttle blade rotates from 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock, it's now horizontal, and that's wide open throttle, okay? When it closes, it pulls this dirt to the top, and the bottom pulls it to the bottom. So every time you open and close that, this ring of dirt around the blades has inhibited air to flow during the idle process. So cleaning up the throttle blades is just that. It's not necessarily the blades themselves. It's this ring of dirt around the throttle blades that is when they're closed. So first thing you do is pull off the air horn and gently with your fingers see if you can, the key's in your pocket, by the way, see if you can push and open up the throttle blades. If you can, I put a screw, long screwdriver with a rag on the end. I spray it really good with throttle cleaner or carb cleaner, and I just kind of open the throttle blades, and I just polish all the way around. If you can't move the throttle blades, then I'd spray the heck out of them. I'd start it up, run it for three or four minutes. Nate's shaking his head, so he's agreeing with me. And then I'd shut it off, and I'd do that a couple of times. If you want to clean the throttle blades, go ahead. You're not going to hurt the catalytic <laughs> converter or anything like that. But in my opinion, okay. the dirt around, we want to have 1% air past the throttle blades 
when the throttle blades are closed. But if we have this ring of dirt around there, that kind of shuts off that airflow. Does that make sense? Okay. So just spray the cleaner on the rag and not into the into the actual throttle body because I don't want to mess up any of the sensors. That's what I've been told okay. left and right. Okay. You, if First of all, I want you to just take your finger and see if you can open the throttle blades. They're either going to pivot from okay. the bottom back or from the top back, okay? If you okay. can get that to open, then just hold them open, put your rag on the end, and clean it up. You're not going to mess anything up because the key's in your pocket. Okay. So, but, but don't force them. But if you find you can't open the throttle blades because they're firmly attached to a motor that has no clutch, then at that point you can still clean the, thr the front of the throttle blades and the ring around it without opening the throttle blades. You can still clean that. And you're going to use okay. a can of carb spray with a straw on the end of yes. it so you can clean it. Yes. All righty. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Jim, Jim, I understand you're in Arkansas? Yes, sir. I'm way over here, halfway between uh, Interstate 30 uh, and Interstate 40 in a direct line from approximately Morrillton, Arkansas, and Malvern, Arkansas, in the middle of right here around uh, Mount Ida. And okay. We got Lake Ham we got Lake Hamilton and uh, Lake Washita, uh that border the city. And of course, we got the world's shortest uh, parade every year. That's a mile long, and they have quite a big turnout. It's a big deal here in Hot Springs. Well, good. So you're you're not in a truck traveling the freeways right now. Uh, well, I'm sort of, but uh, you know, I'm in a parking lot. Okay. 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 Uh -huh. Well, and, we're and at I'm on, and I'm on, I'm on, on hands-free anyway. Oh well, nah. You know what? We're not the hands-free police here, buddy. What yeah. kind of question yeah. do you have? Actually, I've got something to your gentleman that called in with the Dodge Diesel fifteen hundred with his yeah. uh, problems, issues, what have you. Uh, I, there, do you mind if I talk about a product? Well, no, but I let me tell you this. I don't think he had a, a, a diesel on that 1500. We're happy to talk about the Dodge, but the 1500 is yeah. a gas motor. Yeah. Okay. I, I, 5.7. I, 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 for sure he said it was the, was the diesel. Anyway, I've got the diesel in mind, and I've put a product on it called Bully Dog, and it changed the life of my diesel motor almost almost instantly it just the performance on it was just night and day and of course the you know i've learned about the product through some uh, overnight idiots which is how they refer to themselves on nationwide radio overnight yeah and uh i've, I've got it on i've got it on three or i had it on three of the semis that i own and i put it on my dodge and it and it does work for gas engines but it's their biggest thing and their biggest seller is for diesel motors, but it will work on a gasoline motor, and it just plugs right into the module on the truck, and and it's got a book and everything. It goes right with it. And yeah. It could it could help him out with some of his issues. I'm sure, you know. And there's a, another or group of group of guys. I know you're very got to be very very familiar with them. And that's the Sparks guys up there in in Utah. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and, I mean, this is this, this is what they do. And if, if, if yeah. I want to check into check into. Okay. And, and 
I think he might be right. It's a diesel. Could don't they put the fifteen hundred? They put that eco diesel in it. Eco diesel. Eco yeah. diesel. So yep. it could be a fifteen hundred. Yep. And he's talking about the bully dog, which does make him run. Depending on which level you pick. Oh yeah. It does make him run. Night and uh, day. You know, it makes him run a regular, a little bit better, and then have Grandma bolted into her seat because yeah. <laughs> we're gonna. And and in in defense of the bully dog, it is a good product. But um, the Banks yeah. is a good product as well. Banks is another uh, one. Yeah. And and we installed the Banks the other day. It's plug and play. Yep. And it's really easy. But getting to the two back sensors at the back of the intake was a challenge. And we finally pulled some cowling off to get to them. Sure. But you got to unplug and plug in special wiring to the two sensors, and everything's fine. So I think he might be right that his eco diesel. Does have the, his fifteen hundred Dodge has an eco diesel, and I forgot about that. And thank you for reminding me about that. That's all right. All righty, we got open lines available six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Good morning, America. Or is it? If you're one of the millions of Americans who did not sleep well last night, it's probably a pretty average morning. But listen up, you sleep-deprived people. There's good news. A breakthrough sleep solution called Pronto Sleep. And when we say pronto, we mean pronto. Pronto Sleep gently opens your nose to focus breathing and help you relax and fall asleep. And the built-in scent diffuser delivers a blend of four pure essential oils to help you stay asleep naturally. And then Pronto replenishes the oils ready for the next night. Too easy, eh? And in trials, 84% of people with trouble sleeping found Pronto helped them fall asleep and 74% found it helped them stay asleep. So make every morning a... Good morning, America. With Pronto Sleep, available now at select Walgreens, Amazon or at prontosleep.com. Pronto Sleep from RhinoMed, bringing you advanced nasal therapies. So, Justin, I was playing that video game, Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... Then I went playing in this virtual stream where this water... It looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest. The real forest. Where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like... Ribbit, and I saw an owl too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's a uh, pretty cool too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. I didn't put a break in there. You know, I'd say that now. Yeah, I know. I know. Figured out. Okay, um, we're going to go to the phones, and we're going to talk. You know, um, I'm going to talk about Kurtz. Just remind me. But yeah. we're going to take David and Al. So, David, you're up first. How can we help you? Yeah, I have a 2002 Mazda Protégé, so basically Ford, okay. um, and uh, standard. And I recently bought it, and when I, if I didn't put put the clutch in all the way, uh, of course it wouldn't start. Uh, two days ago, went to start it, it wouldn't start. Took it to AutoZone, and they couldn't get any readings on anything. Uh, 
the battery. Uh, oh, and I forgot to tell you, uh, when it's cold and it starts up, the uh, serpentine motor kind of gives a squeal. Uh, but the first time I put on the brake, it stopped squealing. Okay. Um, so I don't know if it's a starter. Okay. Um, we can help you. We can help you. We understand what you're saying. Um, first of all, the serpentine belt on your car, I'm pretty sure, has a tensioner on it. And it shouldn't be squealing, and it shouldn't, sure shouldn't have anything to do with you applying the brakes. So I don't know what that is, but I think what you need to do is open up the hood before you start it and maybe have your wife or one of your kids start it and just kind of look at it. If it's the belt that's squealing, if you just take a garden hose and spray a little water on the belt and it goes away, then Mark is wrong. And you're going to have to have some kind of an idler pulley or you're going to have to replace the belt just depending on the mileage. As far as your, your no start, let me ask you one quick question. When you hit the key, does it click? And nothing cranks, or does there no, no no sound wait? at all? Okay. Oh, sorry. All right. If you go to MarkSalem.com and click on FAQ 28, it's going to tell you how to diagnose your problem watching your headlights. Okay. So the headlights become a voltmeter. If you hit the key and they barely dim, but nothing happens, the starter solenoid. If you hit the key and the headlights go completely out, it's a bad battery connection almost always. If you hit the key and the headlights go dim, dimmer than they did before, and you let go and they come back on bright, white and bright, it's not the battery, that's the starter. But it will walk you through all of that. But basically, you're using your headlights as a voltmeter. They stay the same, they slightly dim, they go completely out and pop back on, or they go completely out and come back on slow which is a bad battery connection. Great. I uh, actually did that, and uh, the lights don't, uh, when you do that, it barely, uh, the lights barely flicker, like okay. maybe a little bit. Okay, well, it doesn't make any difference. They change the intensity. Here's what you do. Um, will your wife help you? Not married. Okay, well, find your girlfriend or something, but you'll need help okay. on this. Next time it doesn't start, follow the positive cable to the batter, or to the starter. Take a hammer. You're not hitting it to bust it. All yeah, you're doing I, is... Uh, it, I've tried to do that, and I can't wear it. It's between the manifold and uh, uh, front-wheel drive, and you can't really get to it. Well, get a piece without of... Without jacking uh, it up. Okay, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I mean, I've given you all I can give you. I can't diagnose it over the radio, and I've given you all I can give you. I'd get a piece of bar and put it on the starter and hit the bar. I mean, if you can't hit the starter with the hammer, then hit it with a bar, whatever. But it, it, the only other thing you can do is it sounds like because it starts sometimes, and it sounds like because you haven't experienced a dead battery, and it sounds like that this is a cold thing, then my guess, if you want to make a guess, is the starter and so on. I'd put that in. I would agree. Anyway, got to run. Al, you're up next. How can we help you, Al? I've got a question about these new vehicles and all this nanny technology they put on them. Uh-huh. Uh, I understand that stuff's pretty cheap for the manufacturer to put in there, but it's terribly expensive to fix. How much of that is mandated by the federal law or whatever? And how much is it they just put on there to run up price? All of it. Yeah, both. Both. It, <laughs> Thank it, you. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it depends on what you're talking about. L- let's break that up just a little bit. Let's we got creature up. comforts, okay? Sure. And then we got emissions, what yep. comes out of the tailpipe. Yep. How much of this new technology, circuit boards and sensors, is creature comfort versus emissions and fuel delivery and spark? 
twenty-five, seventy-five. Depends on the vehicle anymore. You're right. So many modules. You're right. Yeah. So the the answer is the, it's correct. Most of the ones we deal with on a regular basis are going to be on the engine side, on the fuel management, timing management, emission management side. And there's lots of sensors that tell the computer when something's wrong, so it turns on the check engine light, you get it fixed, because when the check engine light is on, there's chances are there's a whole bunch of trash coming out of your tailpipe. The other ones are when you sit in the seat, there's a sensor, and it turns on the seatbelt light until your fat butt buckles your seatbelt. And so that that sensor's there now. <laughs> um, there's people that disable that sensor, but I'm not a fan of that. No, definitely not. So, though, you're right. There's a lot of expenses, but keep in mind, too, that they're buying the seat sensor um, uh, hundreds of thousands at a time. So they're, they're going to sell it. That seat sensor is going to go to a warehouse, and the warehouse is going to send it to a jobber, and the jobber is going to send it to a parts store, and the parts store is going to sell it to me, and I'm going to put it in your car. So you got all those people stepping on the price of that part. So even though that part still works worth seventeen cents, you're still going to pay seventeen dollars for it. it. Doesn't make any difference. Right. So you bring up a good point, though, and thank you for that, Al. Thank you. That's yeah, a problem. I, I, I like the uh, backup mirrors. And I like the entire pressure uh, indicator and, and other things, but most of that stuff, I just pulled the car out in the driveway and got the manual out, sit there for about an hour and a half and disabled all of it. And, 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 it. and let me tell you about my wife. I'm driving my wife's car down from the mountains the other day, and I got the speed set at 72, which is what she told me. Okay? So I'm coming down. And I'm coming down the B line, and I'm about five miles north of the, the mile marker 200, which is the Sora Lake turnoff. And so there's heavy traffic. So I pull in behind this car to let some faster guys go past me. And I'm just kind of cruising along, talking to my wife. And she said, Would you get out of this lane? And I go, There's nothing wrong with this lane. She says, Get out of this lane. And then she called me a bad name. And I so I pulled into the and and, and I I think well she's mad at me I, I look down and I'm doing 65 not 72 where I set the cruise right so I pull into the fast lane the car speeds up it has that technology oh. that it keeps you back from the car in front of you yep. so he's got his cruise control set at 65 and I'm behind him so I'm going to follow him at 65 right but until I pull out yep so she used a lot of bad words and I'll tell you about those during the break. <laughs> <laughs> She said, "I'm an I'm a uh uh idiot," and but it wasn't a nice word. I can't say it on the radio, but it it wasn't anything that made me cry. <laughs> no, and it wasn't anything that hadn't come out of her mouth before. Right. So there's all that kind of stuff. The rear view mirrors have bu- uh, bulbs in them or lights. So if you're going to turn on your right turn signal, it tells you don't change lanes because there's a car next to you. Yep. But you can't trust that all the time. Because it could be a motorcycle. Could be a motorcycle, yep. And what other ones do you use and your wife uses? Good question. I'll I'll help you with a couple. Backup cameras. Backup cameras, No question about those. And then they go, beep, 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 beep. You don't go past the beep. (laughs) No, you don't go past it, which I could say I have done. I have too. Yeah. Test it. Test it to see if it works. Exactly. And there's a mark on her bumper. It was one of those days. She says, why don't you drive your truck and back into the pole? And I said, I just check in the beeps. That's all. (laughs) Just check in the beeps. Yeah. Can you think of anything else? 
backup cameras, the backup sensors, the front sensors. Yep. Yeah. Uh, cruise control. Yep. Adaptive cruise control. Adaptive. Yeah. That's yeah. And creature comforts. The the the, the air conditioning systems and how they go to heat and back and forth. Dual zone climate control. Yep. Yep. That's used quite w- often. Water on your windshield turns on your wipers. Yep. Um, Automatic high beam. Oh yeah, 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 and dimming. And dimming. Yeah. yeah. You don't use that? No. Um, I got to figure out how it works though. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have. You have to ask your high school boy or right. your high school girl to tell you how to make exactly. That work. That's what I need to. There's some other ones that it, uh, rear view mirror dimming yep. at night. Yep. Um, what else is there? There's uh, when you get in, you have driver number one, driver number two, so the seats moves seat and, and seat memory and yep. everything cozies yep. your butt up so that you're you're in the right position. Yep. And with six way seats, back forward, the back goes forward and backward. The bottom tilts forward, backward, and goes up and down. Yep. And then <clears throat> mine has a vacuum cleaner on the back of it. <laughs> Spark. <laughs> It's, I bought it for my wife. I bought it for my wife. That's right. Yeah. N- nevertheless, there's all that kind of stuff. Well, if somebody messes up your seat and you don't have seat memory, it makes you mad. Right. Be- because they just screwed up your seat. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll tell you one of the things that I did learn the other day. Um, we have this 2010 Camaro, and my truck was broken, so I was driving it back up and down the mountain. So I had this huge igloo. It wasn't an igloo. It was one of those fancy ice chests, if you say the name of it. Um the, the ones that are real popular. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I had bought one for a friend of mine for his wife from his wife. Yes. So I got it out of the car and I took it into the house. I left the door open <laughs> and I had the keys in my pocket. So I went to sleep. Next morning I wake up. It's twenty six degrees. I take the dogs outside and I look and I go, Camaro doors open. I'm thinking, ah, oh, somebody broke into it. So I, I walk over there and the door's wide open, there's frost all over <laughs> oh, no. the car. Everything. So I'm scared to shut the door because I don't know where the keys are at. And right. if the keys aren't close, I'll never get the door open again. Right. So I left the door open, and I just searched. It took me 25 minutes. Then I remembered that I had brought my shotgun home, and I had gone in and put it in the safe. And on top of the safe was the keys. Yeah. So then I went out, and I, I got it all done. But right. I don't like that automatic lock. But I'll tell you something else. The battery wasn't dead because it had turned off the dome light. It turned it off. Yep. It knows. So anyway, all right. Who we got? We have Mike. Mike, good morning. How can we help you? Morning. Morning, Mark. I have a question about the interior uh, 2003 Dodge Ram 3500. Okay. I broke the grab handle on my pillar. The plastic okay. came uh, undone. Uh-huh. Well, those screws that hold the pillar on go into like a, a threaded rivet mm-hmm. that, go, that goes into the pillar. I was wondering where I would go. I had to remove one of them because the rivet wasn't set right. So every time I tried to spin the nut, the rivet turned, so I uh-huh. pulled it out. I was wondering where I could go to have that reinstalled into my pillar. Nate? Phoenix Body Works. Are you? Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. Are we rotating? The th- I'm asking Nate. Are we rotating the thread yes. in there? Yes. Okay. What about some JB Weld to hold it steady just yeah. to get the bolt in there? I suppose that's a possibility, yeah. yeah. Put some JB Weld, which is an epoxy around what you've got, not into the thread, so just enough to get that oh. in there. Because really and truly, Nate, how many people have you seen broke the grab handle on their truck? There's been a few, but... Okay, I've never seen one. Yeah. So chances, what I'm saying is, is chances of Mike needing to replace that handle again, 
unless you know some of his buddies weigh 400 pounds and they're grabbing that. That could be. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to well, say his wife, but I chickened no, out. No. <laughs> no, it's a no. It's a common problem on it. The plastic just gives away around. It, it's just a plastic that yeah. between the the bolt and that rivet, and I had to pull the rivet out of my pillar. Okay. So I have to get a new the new riv the threaded rivet installed into the pillar. Okay. Well, could we tack weld that new rivet into the pillar? Not necessarily, no. Okay. You're going to have to go to a body shop because yeah. both of us okay. are t mechanical guys. What part of town do you live in? I live in the East Valley. Okay. I don't really, I'd love to send you to somebody there, but I can't think, I can think of names I'm not going to send you to, but I, I can't think of one I am. So um, I, I would just get on the internet, go East Valley and find somebody with good reviews. And uh, yep. and that's oh. what I do. Yep. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for stumping us on the last call of the hour. We're going to be here for another hour, so if you'd like to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. You should call in now. This was a paid program and was provided for informational purposes only. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm -hmm, phones, mm -hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure.